Well, hello there. What's up? Welcome back. My name's Ben. I'm Nicole, and you're listening to Wicked and Grim. A true crime podcast. guys hello how's everybody doing welcome back to wicked and grim yes and um in true wicked and grim fashion i miss doing this in october so much yeah you did good job (coughs) foam up my nose oh shit okay wow i'm good i swear (coughs) oh so Ben's drinking, you're drinking Steamworks, which Steamworks, you're like yeah. obsessed with. It's in Vancouver. I love Steamworks. They're good. And I'm drinking tea, green tea. Good old fashioned tea. Because I'm always chilly and I needed to warm up. Tis the season. We have, it's snowing outside right now. There's snow on the ground. Our huskies are loving it. Oh my gosh, they're obsessed. Which we got to introduce them on Instagram because we've had people being like, you got to oh, give them like little yeah. bios and stuff. Oh, I, you know what? The and other Kiwi. day I almost actually took, went out and took photos of them, but I didn't. So I'll do that soon. Okay. And we so can post we gotta, it on We got to intro them. If you don't know, we have two Huskies. Um, the old bitty lady is Mika. She's cranky as fuck. Hey, and but she's not near as cranky since we moved into the tiny. That's true. She loves this life. Which is awesome. Yeah. And, and the, unexpected. And then the pain in the ass, Ripley, who's just rambunctious and full of typical Husky energy. And cute as could be. Yeah. She's three. She just turned three. Oh my gosh. Just right before Halloween. Yeah. Um, so- we got patrons to thank. We do, we do. Okay, so I'm going to drop this here. We've got Kathy, Kathy, <laughs> Kathy. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, Kathy. Um, I'm also probably going to butcher your last name here. Um, Dietrich, D- Dietrich, Dietrich, D-I-T-T-R-I-C-H. Names are hard. Um, Michelle McC- McClellan. Okay. And Kevin Cordova. Amazing. Thank, Thank you. Thank you to all three of you and the rest of our patrons as well. We appreciate all you guys. Um, if you want to sign up for Patreon, it's down in the description, along with our Instagram, Facebook, and all that jazz. Boom. <sighs> and I figured that we should do a tiny home d- update because we are officially, I finally feel like settling in. Yes. We our have, to-do list is like massively decreasing. We have a washer and dryer now, which is new. Oh, That's my fun. gosh. So there will be some updates coming down the pipe real quick um, in the next couple of days. In fact, I think let's do that. What do you mean? On Instagram, Facebook. Oh, shit. I was like, I'm updating them now. <laughs> oh, you want to talk about it? I thought you meant like show stuff. <laughs> no. Okay. What do you want to talk about? What do you want to update? Well, I was just going <laughs> to. Oh my gosh. We are not on the same page. Definitely not. But just, yeah. Like we got the washer and dryer. We have our fence, full fence up now. And it's just finally feeling like more home and just not like a complete shit show well our studio loft is a shit show right now but not bad no so it's just yeah i know i feel like every other time we've kind of talked about it it's been like not negative but oh my gosh like this is really hard but i just finally feel like it's getting easier and it's just calming and things are coming together yeah it's really nice it's it's really nice it's good for the anxiety i tell you 
living in a tiny. Want to know what's not good for the anxiety, though? Probably what the frick you're about to discuss today. Uh, yeah, the case we're talking about today. So... Buckle up. Um, yeah. Uh, I know very little. Trigger warning on this one. It deals with uh, child harm and uh, self-harm as well. Oh, so goodness. just heads up to you out there to let you know if those things are uh, a little sensitive for you. We're going to dive into that today. So Sweet. Yeah. You ready? On that note, I guess I am. Okay. Let's do it. Um, well, many people refer to this case by two different names. Um, there is uh, Elizabeth Olton, okay. who is the victim, or the perpetrator, Alyssa um, Bustamante, Bustamante. Okay. People have said it both ways. I'm going to be saying Bustamante. Okay. Um, so by either one of those names, you can attribute uh, this case. Um, we are going to go with Elizabeth Olton because we want to talk about the victim mm -hmm. as much as we can. So are you ready? <clears throat> I am ready. Okay. Well, 45 minutes. That's how long Elizabeth Olton was missing before her mother was on the phone with police. And that's how long it took 15-year-old Alyssa Busamonte to kill her nine-year-old neighbor, Elizabeth Olton, for the thrill of it. Holy shit. This is the case of Elizabeth Olton. Fifteen, the murderer? Yes. Holy crap. So, Elizabeth was born December 15th, 1999. And she was living a happy life, just as a regular nine-year-old girl from Missouri. Uh, she was a student at Trail Elementary School. Uh, she was a very girly girl, described as very social. She was often also described um, as a little girl made of sugar and spice and everything nice Aww. sort of thing. Uh, she loved cats. Uh, she, and, of course, loved the color pink. When you're a girly girl, that tends to go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. Dresses. Yes. Plain dress up, all that jazz. Exactly. So... I think you can relate to her very much so because that was definitely you as a younger girl as well, the very girly girl type. Not actually as a child, no. What? <laughs> I was more of like a little bit of a tomboy, I feel like. Really? Like literally just in the bush all the time. But you always had like unicorns and rainbows and stuff. and Not really. Huh. I feel like I turned into a girly girl more so when I was like a teenager. Oh. I know you had the tomboy. <laughs> you look disgusted. I'm just, it's just new to me. I know you had the tomboy stuff with like maybe softball or sports and that sort of stuff, but I thought you were always the girly girl stuff well, as well. Well, I guess I wore dresses and stuff too, but I was also just mm. like more, I don't think I would be super girly girl as a child. Okay. Well, Elizabeth definitely was. So, Which is, I think that's awesome. Oh, definitely. I mean, to be each their own. Be what you want to be. Yeah. Own it. Uh, so she was the girly girl, but then there was her neighbor, Alyssa Busamonte, who lived not far from Elizabeth. Alyssa seemed like a good person with good grades to anyone at first, first glance. However, in private, her dark side came out a little bit more. And the term, I, I say dark side here, I'm not talking about Star Wars. I'm, I'm not actually taking that term lightly here. I, I literally mean dark side. Okay. Okay. Um, and though it isn't a sign of a dark side specifically by any means, um, she did deal in gothic styles um, and morbid fascinations. Um, I do want to throw this in there, though, before we move on about the whole gothic morbid fascination stuff. Um, many of the kindest people I know 
Actually, I can describe that way. Uh, fascination with death, in my experience, is often accompanied by a respect for the dead. Mm. Uh, and keeping things like skulls and bones or even researching murder cases for a podcast um, can actually be ways of honoring the dead and remembering those who have been lost in time. So I just want to throw that out there, that that fascination with death or morbid things doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad person. No. It's just different views. So. I mean, I I just personally think that the topic of death is avoided too much when it's inevitable, really. I agree. I agree. So, yeah. I think uh, people who have passed or individuals who have passed should be remembered in any ways they can be mm -hmm. or honored if possible even. So, yeah. So she did have that fascination, but I don't think that necessarily paints a bad picture. Um, however, okay. accompanying a lot of the other things, it might begin to paint a picture that way. Okay. Um, Alyssa was fascinated with these things, but like I said, she had many other things going on that might attribute to it. Uh, very, alarming behaviors that would be be considered concerning let's just say that uh, she would often perform self-harm and cut herself uh, she would in fact cut the word hate oh my goodness also peace signs into herself Eek. Uh, she would even go as far as to boast about herself arm herself harm sorry and list cutting as one of her hobbies on her youtube profile as well as killing people as one of her hobbies. Whoa. Yeah. That is just never something you would list. No. Nope. Or should ever be a hobby. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, I understand it's something people go through, but generally it's not something people are proud of or Okay, about. I meant killing people. Oh, yes. Okay, and then you're just like something people go through. In well, my sorry. mind, I was just like... What? I was talking about the self-harm aspect yeah, no. at that point. No, I mean, yeah, it's it's definitely, I I mean, that's something people go through. Still probably not something you should be listing on your your hobbies or interests no, or whatever. I, I mean, I understand like a cry for help is a cry for help. I, yeah. I totally get that. But to be like almost bragging about it or boasting it or listing it or taking it as far as saying that, oh, it's just a hobby of mine kind of thing. Like yeah. uh, that's, that's kind of messed up. So, and to be fair, like, we're going to learn Alyssa is very, she's messed up and I don't want to talk too bad about her because she clearly has issues. Okay. So, um, now this is also jumping ahead a bit, but I do think it's really important to note this now rather than later at the time of Alyssa's arrest, she had over 300 self-inflicted cuts on her body Whoa. along with burn marks and bites. That's like a lot. That's a lot. So that's to the extent that she Holy. was self-harming herself. So yeah. Wow. And she lived at home. Yes, she did. Not saying that that's her parents' fault or, fault or anything, but oh, she like a, I'm curious if she was get in the process of getting help or anything. I well, guess. Like like many other people around the world, though, like Alyssa didn't just develop these traits out of thin air. She didn't exactly grow up in a healthy home, though. Uh, her parents had a history of drug use. Uh, her okay. mother frequently overdosed and occasions apparently even in front of Alyssa. Oh, no. Yes. Okay, that is not okay. Yeah. Yikes. So uh, eventually child services removed Alyssa from custody with her parents. Okay. Um, and put her in care of her grandmother. So... 
Yeah. They took, uh, her grandmother took legal custody of her and her three younger siblings in 2002. Um, That's and, a lot of kiddos. Yes. For a grandma to take on, eh? Oh, 100%. But it wasn't just taking the children away from custody of drug use in the home and potential overdoses. Uh, Alyssa's father, Caesar, was actually serving time in prison as well. So, For? Do we know? I'm not too sure. As far as I could find, there was some physical altercations. That's all the info I could find. Hmm. So, yeah. Interesting. So Abuse, potentially then. But not necessarily, I guess, in the house. It could be outside of the yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. But it was, it, was, it was dark, needless to say, what the situation she grew up in. Mm-hmm. So does not sound ideal. That's for sure. Yeah. So despite living that, I don't want to say nightmare with her parents, but definitely not a healthy, healthy home with mm-hmm. her parents. Um, she did move with her grandmother um, and she had a loving, loving relationship and a loving home with her grandma. That's good. Um, but she still had this darkness inside her. Uh, she had violent and suicidal thoughts and even tried to commit suicide on multiple attempts. Uh, once specifically by swallowing a bottle of pills when she oh was just goodness. 13 years old. Holy. Okay. She needs like some one to help her. Uh, definitely. I, I'm not too sure why she didn't seek a lot more help than she got. Uh, she did get prescribed antidepressants and saw several therapists. Don't get me wrong here. Okay. Um, and she was diagnosed with depression, but. She went, what did go unnoticed though, was the antisocial personality disorder that she would later be diagnosed with. Later as in after certain uh, something happened? Yes. Hmm. Um, it is most unfortunate um, in the fact that Alyssa did talk to some of her friends about her dark side mm-hmm. um, and even mentioning the idea of killing people to them. Uh, but unfortunately people didn't take it seriously. I mean, who's going to take it seriously? Your friends just saying something like well, that? Well, especially at that age. Yes. I mean, as an, if you were like an adult and someone was saying that, I think it would be taken more seriously. I definitely then, think so. Like teenagers. Yeah. Because sometimes they just say interesting things. Yes. And don't take each other seriously at all. I mean, we don't know how to take her ourselves seriously let alone someone else we're all just trying to fit in and we're just trying to take what someone else says and maybe have a cool reaction be like play it cool or whatever like you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so of course like teenagers aren't really going to understand how to how to take that yeah so anyway that is Alyssa. so this takes us to october 21st 2009 it was your typical wednesday night at home for patty patty priest and her three kids, Anthony, Stephanie, and the youngest, nine-year-old Elizabeth Olton. Um, To quote Patty, she said she was going to be in a play at school. She was practicing her lines and doing little songs and irritating her brother. And (laughs) I was getting ready to cook dinner. So that's the kind of evening that they were enjoying at home. That sounds just like a nice evening. A nice family evening. Exactly. Brother and sister getting petty and pissing each other off. Yeah. Making some dinner, you know. Perfect. Um, and it was just then that there was a knock at the front door. It was a six-year-old girl who was Alyssa's friend. Okay. Or sorry, not Alyssa's friend, Alyssa's sister. Um, and it was, she was coming over to see if Elizabeth could come and play. Uh, so that makes sense? 
Because I kind of yeah. fumbled up the name. No, there. it does. I'm just like wanting her to say no. But I don't think that she does. Uh, no. Well, Elizabeth was excited to go out and play with her friend. I mean, they they were already they friends. They were friends. They okay. were already friends, yeah. Uh, she knew her from school. Um, it was a relatively small town they're from. So, like, all the kids kind of know each other. And they played on a frequent basis. Um, mm-hmm. Many of the kids from their household came over for some of the siblings and vice versa. Perfect. It was a normal thing for these kids to play together. It was nothing out of the ordinary. Uh, the two girls bounced with excitement and pleaded with Elizabeth's mom to let her go. Now, originally, um, Elizabeth's mom, Patty, said no, as dinner was just getting started and it wouldn't be long before it was ready. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, of course, kids being kids, they persisted and pleaded, wanting Even to go out and play. Even 10 minutes, please. Right? Exactly. <laughs> um, so finally, Patty said, okay, you can go for an hour, but be home by six. <laughs> she gave the girls one hour to go and play. The sun sets at 6.30 p.m. And Patty knows her daughter, Elizabeth, will be back on time for dinner because she is, quote unquote, deathly afraid of the dark. And the deep, dense wood that separates their homes between the two families turns into a scary place for young girls once night falls. I mean, imagine going through woods at night when you're a kid, terrified yeah, of the dark, Yeah, okay, right? at first I was like, why? What's in there? No, it just... <laughs> scary darkness i'm still afraid of the dark woods so same same i get it Uh, so the girls were filled with excitement and quickly bounded outside towards her friend's house Mm -hmm. um now that you can find the name of this friend but because this friend is only six years old i'm not saying the name just you know okay yeah that's fair just so you guys are are curious why i'm not if you're curious and why i'm not saying the name or anything Mm -hmm. but that's fair and i'm not even sure if they use the real name in reports either but just in case um, so Patty continued making dinner, but by six o'clock, Elizabeth hadn't made it home. So immediately Patty calls her neighbors and they tell Patty that Elizabeth isn't there, but the youngest granddaughter who was out playing with Elizabeth was something wasn't right. Mm-hmm. So Patty hung up the phone, dialed 911 and reported her daughter missing the search for elizabeth began almost immediately by the time they the search started with the aid of hundreds of volunteers that began to accumulate wow and i want to put this into perspective i mean hundreds of volunteers this town is about 1200 people strong awesome so we're talking to blake love a that. third and of the town yeah, is searching everyone for that could probably came out okay but i actually might have a question yes i'm not sure if i'm confused the little six-year-old that she was playing with. Yes. Who was her sister? Alyssa. Okay. It is Alyssa. Yes. Okay. For a minute there, I was thinking like it wasn't. No, it is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so it was getting dark and cold out and the weather turned for the worse. It started pouring rain Eek. and searching in the woodsy terrain turned it into a difficult, difficult process. Um, a firefighter volunteer who joined the search for Elizabeth was quoted There's a lot of rocks, trees, and brush piles. It's a very rough place to be. The search included dogs, firefighters, police, helicopters, eventually even FBI and highway patrol. Oh my goodness. Who searched along a stretch of the highway that ran along the two girls' houses. They went over the area, but were unsuccessful. Okay, well, I just have to say that I love this because lots of times it's like, 
it takes so long for a search like that to even come together Yes, because you have to wait like a certain amount of time before you mm -hmm. can even report someone missing. But this seems like they just went to business right exactly. away. Exactly, It was immediate. And I mean, until this point though, like the scenario that the community had going, uh, they even began to think that, okay, maybe it was like a predator snatched her up into like a vehicle or something like a right. sexual predator. Yeah. So I think that's why it became so immediate. Because they were thinking it was a kidnapping at first. Right. So, yeah. Hmm. In response to that, actually, they had checkpoints on every road going in and out of the area, checking oh vehicles Good. in case she was on board. Yeah. And they were also in contact with all the registered local sex offenders in the area. Wow. Um, in, pre in precaution of their involvement as well. They were covering their fucking bases. Yeah, like they were so thorough. I can't believe it. And... I'm not too sure when they implemented this. Um, I, I'm guessing it was probably within 12 hours they did this. Uh, but they talked about even having divers in local ponds and stuff Holy. like body searching. Wow. So, yeah. That's fantastic. They though. went all out trying to find Elizabeth. Now, all this while... Uh, the frantic mother, Patty, mm -hmm. uh, had been calling her daughter's cell phone nonstop since Elizabeth had disappeared. Unfortunately, with no response, just going to voicemail every time. Oh, geez. And every time you're putting, phoning, you're just like, hope is there. Oh my gosh, she's going to answer this time. She's going to answer. And like. She didn't. Never answers. Oh. Now, the, the lack of answering on the phone is terrifying. Don't get me wrong there. Uh, the prospect of Elizabeth having a cell phone is a little bit of a silver lining because investigators were able to contact local cell, the local cell phone company and order for an emergency ping. Right. Which is basically a cell phone uh, generated signal that will bounce to the nearest cell phone tower and ping a GPS location. Which is awesome. Luckily, the cell company managed to get a response from the cell phone. Yes. It pinged a total of only three times before the battery died. So like ping, ping, ping. Dead. Dead. So they were lucky enough that they got it. They did it when it happened. Because I mean, potentially even one more phone call from the mom could have drained the battery before that. Yeah, ping. you're right. Um, Its location showed. That Elizabeth was somewhere, or at least the phone was, somewhere in the woods between the two girls' houses. So where they were looking. Yep. Well, to be fair, they weren't looking just there. They were looking... They were looking all over the place, yes. but they were that was one spot they were looking at. Yep. So by now, it's Thursday afternoon and almost 24 hours passed since oh, Elizabeth has disappeared. And the fact that all this has happened in 24 hours is incredible. Amazing. <clears throat> so far, there's been no sign of what had happened or Elizabeth investigators decided to turn back towards where it all started. The last person to see Elizabeth, her six year old friend. Now, previously she had told police that she had played with her friend outside for about an hour before she went home mm -hmm. and they separated their ways. However, this time the story changed a bit. She told police that while her and Elizabeth were outside playing, she got stuck in some thorn bushes and cried out for her big sister to come and help her. Her big sister being Alyssa Busamonte. Now, as it turns out, a lot of the local, a lot of the local kids in the area uh, were accounted for. In fact, all of them were accounted for at the time of Elizabeth's disappearance. Okay. All except for Alyssa. 
In fact, Alyssa didn't even show up for school the next day either. And it just so happened that it was her first and only unexcused absence from school. So no one knew where she was either. And no one knew where she was either. I mean, they know where she is, but there's just, what have you been doing? You know? Oh, okay. I see. I see. So during questioning with investigators, um, they find Alyssa, Alyssa to be calm and forthcoming and not someone who screams out a suspect or anything like that. In fact, she wasn't even really a suspect at all. That is until something was found in the woods where Elizabeth went missing. What was it? Search and rescuers find what appear to be a freshly dug grave. Oh my gosh, no. Just big enough for Elizabeth to oh fit in. Oh my goodness. The scene was being processed and evidence was being collected before digging the grave even, before seeing what's down there, right? Oh. Um, when Elizabeth admitted to digging the hole, she said she dug it for fun and would do so frequently. But what was inside the hole? What do you think's inside the hole? The nine-year-old. Or an animal. Nothing. 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 Oh. Though Elizabeth, or sorry, Alyssa. Okay, uh, yeah. I, I Earlier you said Elizabeth dug the hole. Okay, oh, but sorry. it is Alyssa. Alyssa, okay. sorry. Yeah. Um, Alyssa dug the hole, yes. Okay. Nothing. She just randomly digs graves. <laughs> she said that she will bury um, dead animals if she finds them. That she's probably killed. Yeah, probably. Uh, to investigators, though, something wasn't right about this. A child-sized hole that Alyssa admitted to digging for fun Something seems off. However, there's no evidence against her. I mean, it's just a it's just a fucking hole in yeah, the ground, it's just right? A hole. I mean, that could be a good stress reliever. Go dig some holes. Yeah, maybe a good way to get a workout for the day. Maybe who knows? Totally. Uh, so she was hardly a person of interest, let alone, like I said, a suspect. They have no evidence, no nothing. They have no way of getting warrants for an arrest or even warrant for searching homes. But thankfully, though, they got consent from Alyssa's grandmother to search the home. So they didn't even need a warrant. And once inside Alyssa's room, her dark side was no longer hidden. My goodness, did the grandma know what's in the room, I wonder? She would have had to have known at least some of the stuff that's inside the room because inside the room is fairly disturbing. Okay. Uh, There's words scrawled on the wall, some in ink and some in Alyssa's own blood. Oh my goodness. And there is a poem that Alyssa wrote on the wall that says this. And I'm going to give you a trigger warning here for self-harm. Okay. I cut to focus when my train is racing. I cut to make physical what I feel inside. I cut to see blood because I like it. I don't like to cut, but I can't give it up. Oh my goodness. That is a poem from a 15-year-old girl. There's also an outline drawn on the wall of a person with the name of Alyssa's youngest sister next to it. And there appear to be multiple knife slashes across it in various places. An outline of her sister? An outline of an individual or a person drawn on the wall with the name of her sister written next to it and knife slashes all through it. Oh my gosh. Or slashes of some sort. Okay, that's like super troublesome. Yep. Huh. Wow. (sighs) That right. (laughs) Okay. Most importantly, though, 
they found Alyssa's diary. Inside were more disturbing entries about suicide, self-harm, and dark fantasies, but the last entry stood out most of all to investigators. It was dated the same day of Elizabeth's disappearance, and it was scribbled out heavily in blue ink. Except for the last sentence that said, Now I've got to go to church. LOL. Oh my gosh. They were able to read two more words within the scribbled out mess. Those two words were slit throat. Holy. Now I have to go to church. LOL. Yep. Okay. That's super fucked. It's super fucked. That is just beyond. Okay. You cool? Yeah. I'm cool. You sure? Yep. That's wild. That someone could even do something so terrible. I'm just assuming, I guess, but we kind of know. And then just like write that in their journal. The, the, yeah. It, the biggest thing is how nonchalant she is about this. But I mean, if she, okay. But if she also scribbled everything out, mm-hmm. is that showing that maybe she did have some remorse? She knew what she did was wrong. Or maybe she's just trying to hide something. Maybe yeah, she, but hiding something is still kind of showing that you did something wrong. Yeah, doesn't mean that there's remorse. I guess, yeah. It just means that you know that if someone sees this, you're in shit. Touche. Right? It's the same reason why, say, if someone's going to go have an affair, they take off their wedding ring. Oh, God. Right? Yeah. Okay. So now it's Friday the 23rd, two days since Elizabeth's disappearance. And Alyssa was brought into the interrogation room for questioning. Investigators take it slow Mm -hmm. and they deliberately try to leave empty air, quiet, to draw out uncomfortable situations and make Alyssa talk. That's a really good technique, actually. It is. And they said that there was times after questions, they would just ask a question and just wait. And that there would be dead air for sometimes of 45 seconds to a minute as they just stared at Alyssa waiting for her to answer. Oh my gosh. In both scenarios of that situation, I would have so much trouble with that dead air. (laughs) Right. The anxiety builds. So throughout the investig or sorry, throughout the interrogation or the questioning, uh, they start asking some questions and more questions. And then eventually they reveal that they have her diary and they talk about the last entry. Okay. And in fact, they show her the diary. And in that moment, investigators say that's the moment that she knew, that they knew. That they knew. They ask Alyssa, quote, was her throat cut? And knowing she was caught, she replied, yes. Wow. That is, this is just so disturbing. Yeah. That a 15-year-old cut the throat of a nine-year-old. Of a nine-year-old. Who I feel, was playing with her little sister, for the love of God. I feel like I'm like so almost robotic uh, presenting this case because it's, I'm sorry if I am, but I just like, I have to try and throw out any emotions because this one really gets to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to just be as robotic as I can because that's the only way I can handle this case. Well, it's fucking wild. So she came clean and she told them how Everything went down. Seriously. It didn't really take much then, eh? It did not take much. 
Because she could have gone along hiding this for longer, really. She probably she would have got found probably eventually, but she'd seem like she kind of broke pretty easily. She would have gotten found. I guarantee that. But uh, she did break easy as well. Yeah. But to be she's fair. She's 15. She's 15. Yeah. Imagine being in an interrogation room with professional interrogators, that clock ticking, that silence the dead, the dead as they air, stare yeah. at you and hold your diary saying, we know what's her throat cut. You're I'm pretty sure any, most 15 year olds are going to break. Oh gosh. In that situation anyways. So Alyssa told everything. She said that Elizabeth was leaving to go home after playing with her sister. She was going to go walk along the highway, which is only a few minutes walk along the edge of the woods home. But Elizabeth said that she was going to walk her home and she was going to take her the short way through the woods. Now, Elizabeth trusted Alyssa as she knew her friend's big sister. Mm-hmm. And you would. Like I said, all the kids in the small community knew each other through school and whether they were friends or not, they know of each other, right? It's It's a small community. So she knows who Alyssa is. It's her friend's big sister. She goes to school with her. All this, there's that trust built in there. So she trusted her. Yeah. Okay, let's go. This part kind of hurts me a little bit here. It's such small detail, but it hurts. Alyssa took Elizabeth's hand and walked her into the woods. No. Uh... She led her into the darkening woods as it got later and later. It was a perfect opportunity for her to live out many of her fantasies to Gosh. kill. And she took that opportunity. Alyssa led Elizabeth 15 minutes off the path deeper and deeper into the woods towards a hole that she had pre-dug days earlier. And once there, she grabbed Elizabeth, began strangling her, and as well stabbing her with a kitchen knife she had. She stabbed her from what she told investigators six or seven times in the chest and finally slit her throat. Oh my gosh. Hey, I'm like this poor little girl. Yep. She was terrified of the woods. And then this happens? And the the only thing there that she feels comfortable with is Alyssa. That's doing this to her. Yes. Wow. That's a lot. It's so much. So Alyssa then dumped Elizabeth's body into the grave. And from there, she led investigators to the site where Elizabeth was buried in the shallow grave, covered in only a few inches of dirt. And according to investigators, there were parts of her still sticking up out of the ground. Oh, and they didn't come across this then, hey? They said that they were in the area multiple times, and it's not like this was hidden well by any means, but it just so happened to just blend in really well. They would have come across it, guaranteed, with a body sticking out of the ground like this, they would have come across it. But it just so happened that they just happened to miss it in the two or three times that they were going by. Oh, I have a question, but you might get to it. What's your question? I'm just so curious if this was like premeditated, then. if she had been planning this, but you might be getting to this. So I can uh, we'll, we'll kind of talk about that in a minute here. Yeah. 
So later through forensic analysis, they were able to uncover more of Alyssa's diary entry. And it tells the same story she told investigators. Here is some of what she wrote in her diary. So this is that last page, the same day Elizabeth went missing. I just fucking killed someone. I strangled them and slit their throat and stabbed them. Now they're dead. I don't know how to feel at the moment. It was amazing. As soon as you get over the, oh my God, I can't do this feeling, it's pretty enjoyable. I'm kind of nervous and shaky though right now. Okay, I go to go to church now. LOL. Wow. How fucked up is that? That is so fucked. It was amazing. Yep. Okay, so literally, if they didn't catch her, she would have just gone on to be like a mega serial killer. Yep. For sure. Oh, yeah. She would have done it again and again and again. Totally. And I feel like she probably would have already done this a million times to animals. There's potential, but yeah, we don't know. Um, Elizabeth autopsy reveals that she had been strangled, her throat and wrists had been slashed, and she had been stabbed. So it lines up with not only the diary entry, but with what Alyssa told uh, investigators. After she was arrested, she gave a half-hearted apology to Elizabeth's parents and explained to the police that she wanted to see the light go out of her eyes. A simple and cold explanation given by Alyssa herself. She wanted to know what it felt like to kill someone. That's brutal. That is the, not that there is an acceptable answer, but that is the least acceptable answer to that question on why. Yeah, like that, I just, oh, the the parents, like, that wouldn't even, I mean, not that anything would help you, but that would just, like, the anger, the rage that they would just have, hey? Yeah, I, I I can't begin to even think how to feel in that situation. And I'm trying to choose my words wisely because I'm so angry with Alyssa and I'm so disturbed by this, but I know that there's so much going on in her head and she needs so much help at the same time. Though there is no excuse for taking someone else's life. I do know that she needs help herself, like deeply needs help. And this was in 2009? Yes. And sorry, where was this again? Um, I want to say Missouri, I think. I'm going to scroll past here. Uh, where is it? Yep, yeah, Missouri. Missouri, okay. Hmm. I got to go find my spot again. Sorry. I'm it's all good. It's all good. I got it. We're almost there. We're almost at the end, so we got this. Um, now, I do want to point out here um, that there were actually two graves dug. Because you had asked if it was premeditated because the investigators found one that was empty. Right. And Elizabeth, sorry, Alyssa. Said that she had dug it. Said she had dug it. And then, and then Alyssa dug, or dug another one to bury Elizabeth in. So she had like two on the ready. She had two on the ready. Alyssa had twin younger brothers. Oh. They believe that Alyssa was planning on killing her two younger brothers. Really? And it turns out that she had the opportunity and took it on Elizabeth instead. Wow. I don't even know what to say. 
Because she had three younger siblings. Ah, uh, yes. So twins, and then the one that was playing with Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Whoa. That just, okay, not that killing Elizabeth, like, but to even think about doing it to your own siblings is just like a next level, really. Well, she clearly did it not to just the brothers, because Em, sorry, I almost said the name, uh, her younger, <laughs> youngest sister, who went out playing with Elizabeth, uh, she had a silhouette of her drawn on her bedroom wall with the name right. written next to it and slashes through it. Okay, and the if the grandma saw that, oh my gosh, I just feel like this is just all so terrifying. Which it it begs the question: How much in the know was this grandma? Was she not going into the room? Was and she? Sometimes teenagers don't want you going in their room. That's true. So either she was turning a blind eye, or she was just giving that much space to her i don't know and i say fuck it go in the room yeah but if she doesn't know that there's anything wrong what if she doesn't have a reason to go in the room you know make a reason i don't know gosh knows what these people are doing in there you gotta check on them yeah i'm just gonna change your sheets honey it's been three months <laughs> oh my god um so clearly Alyssa was arrested and she was charged with first degree murder in the death of elizabeth olton she appeared in court on November 17th, 2009, where the judge ruled that she would be tried as an adult. Really? Okay, yes. That's surprising to me. Uh, so she returned to court on February 8th, 2012, now 18 year old. Alyssa admitted to taking a knife to cut the throat of Elizabeth. Did she I? She admitted it. She admitted it. She pleaded guilty to the charge of second degree murder and armed criminal action. I'm so worried. I need to know if she's still in jail, please. She gave a final statement before the judge. She said, if I could give my life to bring her back, I would. I just want to say I'm sorry for what happened. I'm so sorry. Okay, so she's gotten some help. She, I'm assuming so. She would yeah. have gotten a lot of help in there. She was then sentenced to life imprisonment with the possibility of parole. And due to Senate Bill 26, Elizabeth, sorry, Alyssa, I keep getting their names mixed up because they sound similar when I go to say it. Alyssa is eligible for parole in July of 2024. The bill states, this act provides that any offender sentenced to a term of imprisonment amounting to 15 years or more or multiple, multiple terms that amount to 15 years or more who is under 18 years of age at the time of the commission of the offense may be eligible for parole after serving 15 years of incarceration, regardless of whether the case is final for the purpose of appeal. Basically saying someone under the age of 18, if they have a sentence of over 15 years, they are eligible for parole after 15 years, regardless of the sentence. And like she'd only be in her thirties at that point. Yes. Which is really young. But I mean, grant you a lot can have happened in those that time that could have been like rehabilitation, but like gosh, it just did something so brutal. Yes. And this is one of those cases where it's she, she did something unforgivable. Absolutely unforgivable. And I don't know if they should she should ever be walking free. Because I understand that there is such a heavy ounce of like mental health being played in this case. Because clearly she was affected 
drastically with that. Mm-hmm. But she took a life. So you have this, it's just, it's two sides of a coin. It's not her fault because of the mental state mental she's illness, in, yes. but she did do it. It's her own actions. Because Elizabeth could, you know, what would she be doing to this day at this day? Right. right? Like, so there is that fine line of where, where do you go? And I, I just don't really know how to, how to bring it into words. What, what I should be saying for that. Mm-hmm. She deserves, she deserves to serve her sentence, but she deserves to get better. That's all I know. Yeah. And I hope she does get better, but well, I also, sounds like she got a little bit better. In a yeah. Short period of time. Mm-hmm. And I also hope that Elizabeth family can, uh, oh. kind of be at rest with what happened as well. You know? I can't imagine it's so. This is so brutal what happened that I just don't think you ever would. Yeah. So that is the case of Elizabeth Olton, nine years old. Wow. Gonna sleep well tonight. Yeah, that it was, was horrifically brutal to listen to. I think I'm not gonna do a child case for a while because they're starting to get to me. I just recently did the uh uh the Slenderman case, which was another heavy one on me. Yeah. Um, I, I need to, uh, stay clear from the, the child cases for a bit. I think. There you go. <laughs> well, my next one does not involve a child, but it involves animals and a human. I don't know why I said the animals <laughs> first. Both are brutal, but it's just like, I'm such an animal lover and I avoided, I actually didn't even know the tip. I only knew the tip of the iceberg of this case. So it's going to be very interesting to go through it with y'all. With y'all. With y'all. Well, if you guys want to support us a little bit more than just listening to us, you can check us out on our socials or, of course, Patreon. There you go. But regardless, we appreciate you being here. We appreciate you listening. That's awesome, yeah. Yeah, so thank, thank you, you so much. And uh, I hope you manage to get through this without being as disturbed as I am by it. And stick around for Nicole's episode next time. And until then... Stay wicked. Stay wicked. <laughs>